After 8 p.m., you tuned into Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. It's our tech conversations this evening, and uh, we shine a spotlight this evening on uh, uh, the imminent Spectrum auction, and uh, it's certainly being opposed by uh, MTN and also uh, our next guest, uh, Telcom. And uh, Telcom wants the court to review uh, ICASA's conditions for the application and the auction of Spectrum, and uh, raising some market structure and uh, anti-competition issues. Now, uh, Spectrum are the radio frequencies allocated uh, to uh, transmit information uh, for mobile telephony and uh, all manner of other industries uh, over the airwaves. And uh, the more Spectrum a telecommunications company has, uh, ideally, I guess, uh, the more services and offerings uh, it can offer. But also, uh, we know that there is some relational link between uh, the types of uh, uh, frequency bands uh, that are allocated and space on those and, of course, the cost of uh, connectivity as well. Siabonga Matlangu, Group Executive for Regulatory Affairs at Telcom, joins me now on the line. And uh, Siabonga, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Ayabonga, and good evening to Metro FM listeners. Yeah, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. And uh, you, you would have certainly heard the remarks the President made last week in the State of the Nation address around you know, uh, the migration and, of course, uh, 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 incidentally for yourselves, the Spectrum auction as well. Uh, and I guess a good starting point for us, uh, Siabonga, would be maybe to just unpack, I guess, some of the concerns that you have with the mooted Spectrum auction, some of the mechanics of it and how that process is being undertaken. Uh, some of the concerns, of course, which have, uh, I, I guess, informed your court application here. Thank or you, um, Siabonga. Um, the President's statement is very reassuring. At least it tells the nation and the industry that the issue of radio frequency spectrum is receiving attention from the highest office in the land. So what that, why that's reassuring is because then we know, at least, that the spectrum has been delayed for over 15 years. The release of spectrum has been delayed for over 15 years. And that the president now is aware and that the president is aware that the, the release of this spectrum is going to attract the much-needed investment in the upgrade of networks, in the new services that can be run on those uh, frequencies and so on, and that he is concerned about it. That, for us, is very reassuring, and we hope that the president and the presidency will maintain oversight on the process of digital migration to ensure that the spectrum in the sub-1 gigahertz is released from the, um, from the I mean, it, it, it's available for mobile use. As at the moment, it, it's currently being used by broadcasters when the International Telecommunications Union has already harmonized it for use by uh, mobile companies. Mm. And, and and I guess, you know, as with any process uh, where, you know, uh, carving up a market uh, or, or I guess dishing out a uh, finite resources involved, there will always be sort of distributional questions, questions of market structure and uh, a competition that uh, would so arise. Uh, I'm quite interested, I guess, in, in the perspective that Telcom has about, one, uh, some of the I guess, regulations to guide the auction process that were released towards the tail end of last year by ICASA. What you find, um, I guess, uh, you know, to be uh, not okay about that uh, or, or, or that you feel will reinforce a market structure that many people have likened, I guess, to an oligopoly uh, in this particular sector? Yes. Um, before we discuss the 
is the 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 rate the the competition impact of the uh, auction design or the licensing process is that they there's fundamental flaws um on ecasa's uh, thinking around the sub 1 gigahertz so with sub 1 gigahertz we're referring to spectrum in the 700 and 800 bands this is the spectrum that you would use for in-building penetration and also to cover longer distances with fewer base stations. So that spectrum at the moment is being used and is licensed to television broadcasters as primary users. But what ICASA has done was not to wait for the completion of the migration process before it licenses this spectrum, or if it decided not to wait, because it still did not factor the fact that that spectrum is not available. In simple terms, it's me selling you somebody else's house or a house with a person that's not going to move from it. So the, the, the bands are not clean, but they've priced them over a billion rand. If you buy one of the lots there, the reserve price in that auction is a billion rand, but you don't know when that spectrum is going to be available to you. It's uncertain. It's been uncertain since 2008. Mm. So last year there were pronouncements that it may be available by end of the year 2021. Then came the minister's performance agreements, puts it around March 2023 or somewhere thereabout. Then comes, um, no, it's at end of 2023. Then comes the new latest pronouncement that they'll start switching off next year and then they will finish. They'll start switching off next month and then they will finish around March next year. It's not a mm-hmm. simple process. So I wish them well, and I hope that there are processes, systems, and activities that are going to ensure that that system is available. Yeah, but yeah, basically, yeah. what they're trying to do, what ICASA is trying to do is chaos. They want to put TV and mobile on the same frequency, same geographic location, same time. That cannot work. Somebody's not going to be able to watch their TV or somebody's not going to be able to make their phone call. Mm, mm. Especially, so I guess, that, as it relates to, to, to that ultra-high frequency spectrum, uh, which, you know, has that old TV static. Um, I guess that, that, that's the point that you're trying to drive home. So what I'm, yeah. So the very first objectionable thing is, why commit such an elementary mistake? What's going on? Mm, mm, mm. So, 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 so... I, I want us to get to, to some of the market structure issues. Now, let's get to that, the market. Uh, no, no, wait. I sent us so Before we do that, let, let's take a quick spot break uh, okay. so that we can quickly just pay our own bills. Uh, and then when we come back, we'll, we'll certainly unpack some of the market structure issues and uh, some of your concerns there about, uh, I guess, uh, you know, the, the dominance that might be entrenched here or, or, or I guess uh, some of the concerns around the allocation. Uh, envisaged in the auction process. 20 minutes it is after 8 p.m. We're going to take a brief break when we continue. Uh, Siabonga Mashtang is still with us, a group executive for regulatory affairs at Telcom. We, we are having our tech conversations here on Metro FM Talk. And, uh, of course, if you'd like to uh, weigh in on our conversations, do give us a ring, 89 We're also out on Twitter on at Metro FMSA. Use the hashtag there, Metro FM Talk. I'm joined by the Group Executive for Regulatory Affairs at Telcom, Siabonga Matlangu. And we're talking about 
uh, Telcom's uh, a court process to review ICASA's uh, conditions and uh, process for the auctioning of a Spectrum. And uh, Siabonga, just before we went to the break, uh, you were starting to touch on some of the market structure and competition issues that uh, you certainly uh, feel uncomfortable about as Telcom. Yes, yes, indeed, uh, Ayabonga. Let's start with the, let's pick up from the sub-1 gigahertz discussion. So the the reserve price for sub-1 gigahertz is around 1 billion, if you take one of the most lucrative uh, lots that they've put there. You've got mm. over a billion rent that you must pay. So Telcom is a challenger operator with a late entrant. We are punching against um, the majors. So, which means that we will need, and as a late entrant when we got in, 900 megahertz had already been finished. And that at that time, only 900 megahertz was used for mobile telephony. So now mm. you've got 700 and 800 that are going to be available as a result of the digital dividend, but they are not immediately available. So as telecom, because you want this, you want this spectrum, you will end up having to, let's say you land it at 1.5, 1.6 billion. So the spectrum is not available to you. You can't use it on a national basis. There's certain geographies that you cannot access the spectrum. That means you've got 1.6 billion rand that is locked that you cannot use to compete the other operators. On the other hand, it means the other operators would have had additional spectrum that they would have bought in the market in the higher band, whether it's your 2.6 or your 3.5. And once they have that, they will be able to launch better services, higher speeds, better quality of service, and so on. But while you cannot deal with the challenges you have by not having the sub-1 gigahertz, which would have been something that would enable you to offer better service, service mm. and better quality of it in in, in building in uh, people in in establishments and buildings and also to be able to lay out your network uh, in a much uh, cost-effective manner. So it really, really exacerbates the skewed um, competition structure in the market. That's the first mm. issue. The second issue, ICASA has disregarded the competition implications of the spectrum arrangements that were entered into by various players in the market. And so, so why is that important? So ICASA has set a maximum cap of well, how much spectrum you can buy at this auction. They put it at 184 megahertz. Sure. How, however, the reality of it is that players already ha- have exceeded, some of the players have exceeded that 184. MTN has access to all of Celsius spectrum, right, through whatever arrangement they've entered into. Vodacom has access to range spectrum and liquid spectrum through arrangements that they've entered into. And ICASA has not taken this into account. So basically, if you look at the, at the level of competition at, at the infrastructure layer, mm-hmm. you effectively have three players out of six that are competing against each other. And only the other one ones of those, are MVNOs uh, piggybacking on the... Uh, because the other yes. ones are piggybacking on the infrastructure on the other, of the two major players. Only Telcom is broadcasting its own spectrum for its own sure, use sure. and commercial exploitation. And because I disregarded that. 
And that to mm-hmm. us is a, is a very serious flaw. Another concern we have is that there is a lot of talk in the market and in the commercial, in the business press about Celsi decommissioning its, its network, about Celsi mm. dealing with uh, its phosphate base in different ways and so on. But ICASA then says it's going to license this, uh, um, assuming a five-player market. At least at the infrastructure level, you cannot count Celsi because it's decommissioning its network. Mm, mm. And remember, Spectrum is not for its sake. You need Spectrum because you're going to put it on your network. You need antennas. Sure. You need base stations. So, mm. so that, those are the problems we have with ICAS. And then ICAS is disregarding their own processes. So ICAS decided that it, would do, it will do a uh, market study on the competition in the sector. It's called the Mobile Broadband yes. Services Inquiry. That inquiry is still going on. And if you take it at, the, at its simplest level, you cannot have broadband without radio frequency spectrum. Sure. And therefore, if you're going to, to inquire into the dynamics and structure of the mobile broadband market, the licensing of Spectrum is an important component of it. So you're suggesting that they should complete that investigation or that inquiry process first and then only go into the auctioning of Spectrum, I guess, because whatever would come out of there would inform how they would do that. Precisely. But what did they do? They then go and hobble up a makeshift process which does not involve public participation. And in that process, you can see it's quickly made up. And in fact, their advisors say to Kassan in the report, please, this is an ongoing work. It may be, it's going to change because we don't know what's going to be the findings of mm-hmm. the mobile broadband services inquiry. But it has a steams ahead and releases the spectrum. So you start wondering why with such undue haste, you can't do something right by all means necessary. Is, I mean, would you say it's undue haste, Siabonga? Uh, because, it is. I mean, if, when you, if you listen, when if you listen to... Carter, wait, let, let me complete the point. Let, let me complete the point. I mean, if you listen to the remarks the president makes, if you listen to some of the remarks coming from people in industry and many people who are talking about, you know, the suite of reforms, Spectrum sits at the center of that and uh, there's seemingly, I guess, uh, a lot of urgency around resolving this issue. Uh, would you say a lot of that haste is undue uh, on the part of ICASA to try and respond to this uh, because of all of the promised sort of investment that this would unlock? Of course, it is undue. Who caused the delay in the first place? It's the government party. It's ICASA and the government. We're sitting spectrum debate, Ayabonga, starts in 2005. So, so if you are sitting in 2021, you can't rush and say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to have to do it now. You've delayed for over 15 years. So what you are yeah, required guess, to do right now... I guess another 18 months won't hurt if you put it in We wouldn't hurt you. And remember, then, sure. when you do it, you're going to lock the industry for the next 20 years. So in the context of it all, do you want to mess it up for 20 years because you've delayed for 15 years? Mm-hmm. Yo. Let, let, let's talk so, just briefly. So, so talk about yeah. digital yeah, migration. Yeah, carry on. No, no, sure, sure, carry on. Yes? 
No, no, I'm saying please carry on. Yeah, just on that point. I was saying if you're talking about digital migration, that has been delayed since 2008. Mm. So the government's ability to execute in these circumstances has been very, very, very wanting. So so you you can't hurry up to make a mistake that's going to sit with us for the next 20 years. Sure, sure, sure. No, 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 point well made. Maybe the last question on my end um, is is around the wholesale part of things. I mean, we've certainly heard some murmurs around the WON, Wholesale Open Access Network. Um, And uh, I guess also, you know, entities like yourselves not only just compete for us as retail consumers, but you also compete in selling to resellers and others in in the wholesale market as well. Um, From where you're sitting, if the Spectrum auction happens, I guess, maybe not at the end of this month or, or the end of uh, the next month, um, but a lot later. I mean, wh- what implications, if at all, um, is the, the next configuration of, um, you know, the marketplace going to have for the smaller guys who are, are in, for all intents and purposes, reliant on major players like yourselves? Well, I mean, let's, let's face it. They, the spectrum is out. So let's start by not saying spectrum has not been released. During the COVID, uh, at the beginning of the lockdown, the minister issued a policy direction that allowed ICASA to temporarily license the spectrum out to the operator. Mm. So let's start Emergency type thing. The spectrum is out. For those Mm. who are using it, they're deploying it. So that's that's the first thing. The second issue is that, yes, the government delays are affecting the rollout of new networks. For instance, the thinking around 5G is being stalled because there is no coherent thought around it, right? So, so, so if you were to say, let's rush and have this ICASA process completed, when it comes to 5G, you may have seen no 5G um, acceleration. Why? Because the thinking, the ICASA's thinking around 5G is a bit questionable. You have the, the ITU and the industry standards body called the 3GPP tell you that if you're going to offer 5G, they identified 5G use cases, at least enhanced mobile broadband. You need a a contiguous block of 80 to 100 megahertz of spectrum to be used by one operator. Now, ICASA does what? It puzzles out, it cuts into small bits, right? cuts into small bits the very candidate spectrum for 5G, which is 3.5. So there is a high chance that at the end of this auction, no one ends up with the 80 to 100 megahertz of, 3, of 3.5. Enough and to then operate what, what 5G becomes technology. 5G then? Mm. Hmm. Sure. The, the, so, the, well, licensing, yeah. the, the licensing process at this point is technically inefficient, it's riddled with lots of contra- internal contradictions on competition. It's worrisome. So, so, so I would, yeah, uh, at yeah. this point, I think this thing calls for a rethink. Whatever it is, ICASA needs to consult the industry properly and be guided by the people who are at the cold face of this business. Mm, mm. So, well, unfortunately, we have run out of time and uh, we're going to have to leave it there. But uh, certainly giving us um, and many of our listeners a lot of food for thought uh, as it relates to this particular issue of uh, the auctioning of Spectrum. And uh, I really want to thank you for taking time out to speak to us this evening.
Thank you, Ayobonga, and thank you to your listeners for having me. Thank you. That there was Sebonga Mahlangu, Group Executive for Regulatory Affairs at Telcom. And I must say...